Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Apercast, the Caledron Overlords channel and podcast, where today we are chatting with Phil Zoshak uh, about some of the different lists he's used, uh, different tournaments uh, with different skyports he's used, uh, and maybe lists can be used in the future as well. Uh, to help me interview Phil, we are joined by, of course, Dwight and Max, Max Bowman. Hello. And our thunder from down under, Mr. Alexander Cron. Good to be here. Good to have you, Cron. It's slightly delayed visually, but you're all here, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and Phil, of course, the man who the special guest. So, so happy to be here. Like I was saying earlier, uh, you're all the reason why I picked Caradron Overlords as my main faction in AOS. So to be on Aethercast is, uh, you know, a bit of a dream come true. I'm not going to lie. Oh, dear. Look at my expectations. Maybe you need other <laughs> dreams. <laughs> you, you chose this path for me. It's your fault that I play Flying Dwarves. Oh, that's cool. That is you know, part wow. of the reason we made the show. So yeah, yeah okay, people to play Cowboy Labels. That's cool. Uh, that kind of feeds in to one of our first questions for you then, which is probably how long have you been playing Cowboy Labels? Yeah, I started playing KO in February of 2020. Okay. I, I got my brother into Warhammer with me during the pandemic and he chose uh, Lumineth. Originally, I wanted to Ooh. do... Cities is, yeah, trust me, learning Lumineth as, I mean, as my yeah. first opponent. I know, I know you can't choose your family, but yeah. well, what can you do? Dude. He, he tries his best. I think he, he's currently playing Sylvaneth right now, so he likes <laughs> all the elves. So he's like the black sheep of the family, is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's just, a grudge, but what can you do? We'll just play elves. Let's, let's just do that. Yo, you should have. Friends, friends don't let friends play elves, but it's it's the word the beard, but in in real life with my brother and I. But um, and originally I was gonna play Cities of Sigmar because I love the old school dwarves, and then he oh, was yeah. always like, "Why are you not playing KL?" He's like, "It's it's cool dwarves with you know steampunk vibes," and you know eventually he was right. So I picked up the start collecting box. I started watching uh, Aethercast, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the army for me." And I've I really honestly haven't played anything uh, officially in tournament like other than occasionally I'll play like my brother's Lumineth but not in a tournament. Uh, I just play exclusively KO, <laughs> so it's all I do. I don't know what the melee phase is in Age of Sigmar. I don't understand the melee phase. I just play around and shoot. Yeah, I just it's when you drop bombs. <laughs> yes, I do bomb racks and then I say go ahead, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, opponents still have to help me pile in. I'm like, how do you? What? What is this? What? What am I doing? <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. Um, so uh, yeah, okay. And it, so you you got into Warhammer at at that time as well. So pretty much all KO, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So fresh off with the new book. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Um, another really uh, interesting thing was you know. Back in second edition, when I was building up the army, you know, it was the engine riggers that were like everyone's favorite, you know, model to use. So I bought like 18 of them. And then third Why edition comes out and yeah. <laughs> no one uses them anymore. So I also have that to thank for you guys, too, is just yeah, for all my shelved that. engine riggers. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a video out there somewhere where I say, yeah, buy just buy those of Bloom Boys because you're, you're <laughs> useless for them. 
Updated bias guide. Just thirty balloons painted and eight more somewhere else. They look really great on a shelf. You know, I will say. Yeah, yeah, I must say, it's all little balloons. It looks impressive, but it's just. You know, maybe in the new book they'll be good again, and that will be something. Yeah, uh, I occasionally I use three or six, but yeah, a free screen. Still, I still stand by Sky Wardens. They're a good little. Objective holding 24 inch range thing, oh, absolutely, they can buzz around keeper, too. keeper than Ender Rigas and do the same shooting, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. In fact, the, the new list, I'm getting way ahead of myself, uh, that I'm gonna try out probably this month is has three Sky Wardens in it just because I think they're that good and I can fit Warp Lightning Vortex again, which is my ultimate favorite, mostly just trying to set up. And feeling really proud of myself when I set it up, even if it's not in a good strategic place. The fact that I could just figure it out the seven inch thing is just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> just get all the seven inches perfect, step back and yeah. admire your piece of art. You admire like, it. Yeah. One, One hour later. Off the board. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's in oh, your yeah. it's in the next table. It's not even in our game. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the, 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 the whole extra phase of setting up your running Yes, I've I've seen a I've seen a guy who made a tool, like mm-hmm. a triangle where he could pull down like an one inch like... radius little circles to so make sure that everyone's mm-hmm. fine. And he pulled it up, and then he could set his models. It's just I might. It was, have I mean, that. it was a bitch to to transport the whole gadget. Oh, I think it comes. <laughs> yeah, I think the dowels from the like. No, this one, this one was like homemade oh. engineering. <laughs> like, I could do dowels. Like I can glue dowels in a little triangle. Yeah, I have. I actually have a, a set that you could buy from Pro Painted Studios uh, for the Skaven line. It's just three sticks that magnetically create a, a triangle. But then you you pull it over. Like okay, I could more or less put it here. It gives you a rough idea. But then placing the models is you, you still need to measure. The trouble is, is you always want to put it where your enemies' models are, and then they get yeah. in the way of any device you make. Yeah, yeah. that's that. That was the issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. uh, so we're going to chat about lists and stuff and look at some of your previous lists. Uh, but we'll probably get on a few tangents and meander a bit as well. Uh, but before we do, we have some news. So yes. actual Cowdron Overlords proper news. None of this you know, like 40k stuff or fake war stuff or else. Get excited, people. Ooh. Potentially on pre-order on the 20th of August. Uh, so I should probably say thanks to Cynical Gaming for noticing this. this but the book is... I think it's sort of on... Uh, 27th, yeah, we see it on the apps that basically you know, where you like audible, the audible, audible, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember which app it was, but (laughs) it says like that's going to be available. The book, his next book, is going to be available from the 27th. So the assumption is that if you want a physical copy of the book, you'd be able to pre order the week before. And Games Workshop said that he was going to be available with the next book. Yep. So the assumption is he will be available to pre-order them. Hopefully. And that's interesting because it's about the same time that we saw Gotrek in 2019. Yeah, oh, it yeah. was like the beginning of September. It was also September, yeah. 
So... And we know how he turned out, so fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am I just write go trick. There you go. Go trick with harpoon. Which is nice. On a scale of one being Dagny and ten being Gotrek, where do we think Drekki's gonna land? Okay, so model wise, <laughs> hmm, I do like Dagny. He has a cool model. Um, I think his gun looks a little bit silly. Dagny's gun? Drekki's Drekki's his little handgun. Yeah, the handgun like... or the the axe with the harpoon? No, the, the look, the the the, the gun blade is amazing. But the the little hand, the little ball with three little yeah, um, the, the organ gun, uh, triple like, barrel yeah. gun the, that's the named after his mother. Off, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of I quite like that gun to be fair. It, it's yeah, it's cool. You know, it's it's a bit. It, it needs to be a bit silly, steampunky, because otherwise it's just Space Marines. Yeah. Um, so I like that. What I like most about this miniature actually is the his armor. Mm, there's not yeah. much armor, but there's so much detail. Like he has this yeah. wind cloud face, ancestor face on his shoulder. <laughs> on the other side, we know we've seen is a is a ship, like a, a dragon boat, a Viking dragon boat emblem. And then uh, the I don't know what you call it, the pieces up in front of his junk. Little protection gown. junk protection <laughs> I don't know, they have like the little swirls from the yeah. cloud motif and he has a little acker on his knee pads yeah. that's pretty That's pretty cool and the, his beard uh, and he's the open decorations. face it's not just a mask, like that's pretty cool like yeah, uh, yeah although I, I, I do like KKO with helmets, it makes it so much easier to paint <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> but he has a little, uh, what do you call that in English? The, the little arrow thing? Weather? He has like weather a weather vane. Weather vane. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. No, cool model. I'm probably going to remove the, the tentacle the thingy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love his his his, his harpoon axe. Hmm. The, yeah. Whatever that is. The yeah. blade. Oh, the anime yeah. blade. He's going to yeah. stand on a, <laughs> a, a chest or something. Yeah. Instead of the harpoony. Uh, tentacle thingy, but 13. yeah, cool model. Uh, if he gets rules, let's hope he does get rules that we can use him as like an ally for order armies or something. Um, have two shooting attacks. Um, he's gonna have model. what is it? Is it gonna be flat three shots or like d6 shots from his gun? Oh. oh. Like something like that, and then he's gonna have his little harpoon shot. Just a light uh, good melee attack. Um, I hope, I just hope he gets a rule that benefits KO and not just yeah, Mark Mornar. Or is he a stuff. he's, he's a Mornar guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's he is. a Mornar guy. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure his handgun with three barrels has got a name as well as can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's named after his mother, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. the name. Um, if if someone wants to know, if anyone wants to know some more like details on him in the video I did a while back, when I could remember things, um, yeah, go check that out. Like, I hope he, he has. Some... I just researched before doing that video, and I've forgotten all since. So. Buffing, maybe he makes ships better or something. I don't know. Well, I I would like to see because in the law he has an ogre as his first mate, 
mm-hmm. there's a Grim Lord in his crew, and so I'd like to see some. I don't know. I think uh, I don't think he'll come with extra models because yeah. <laughs> they would have. Shown It'd be him. cool. That'd be cool, but I I hope that he gets like a friendly models benefit something something, not just mm-hmm. Barak Mona. Yeah. Uh, Sky Ferris. Like oh yeah. okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, be cool. Let's hope. Um, Some sort of like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what's a Monar tactic, like a, a disengage or like a some sort of like nonsense where. I doubt. I, I doubt it will be. It will be like chaos specific because they want to people to use him in all order armies. So it needs to mm. be something like you can uh, give run and shoot to units around you, or I don't know. Maybe he gets more CP because he's stealing gold and stuff. Oh, he's a, a steal little, he's CP a little would pirate. Be cool. I thought stealing Ether gold, but or like Dark Knight had this. He starts with D3 gold instead of one. I think or two shares. He starts with two shares instead of one. That was his rule. Uh, maybe he has that. Or I mean, what is the um, the currency that we we all use as CPs? So maybe. Yeah. Maybe something like that. The funny thing about stealing CP is it would be better in other armies than it is in KO. Because we don't need the CP. Yeah, well, uh, oh, I, I do a use bit. a lot of CPs, actually. There's always an all-out attack for my ironclad. Sometimes a run and shoot from the Admiral. Mm-hmm. Only all-out shell. defense. Only yeah, shell. Defense. So there's, there's a couple. Run six, so, yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I actually do use them. Yeah. Or, you know, only shell for free. Some, something like that. Nothing too overpowered. Only shell for free for a second time in the turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you don't need the CP, though, there's a benefit to taking CP away from your opponent. So, you know. Yeah, something like... Like, like, eclipse, like the, the Kurdos steal, steal their CP. Yeah. That's super annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there isn't any other news. I mean, they showed some more 40k dwarf models. Um, yeah, they showed the same models, just they, <laughs> they showed the version with the gun on the back, basically. Yeah, and they um, and they and they showed the berserker dudes, uh, the, the, the half naked guys. With oh, hammers. the ones with the big yeah. hammers and stuff. I don't know if we could use those for some, you know, if you want to do hearth guard but chaos style, maybe. Yeah, uh, that be nice nice models for that um and obviously this guy he comes uh, with his pal the the vampire dude yeah. with his own yeah. book, which is also a very cool model which i'll get for my soul blight so yeah i guess i need to buy models <laughs> i'm not gonna buy the books <laughs> i'm gonna buy the models <laughs> um, you could read the the, the KO books at least just to get done. Just oh uh, yeah, I read the books, but yeah. I don't buy. I don't pay for. Oh, you don't buy the physical books. You mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, cool. Uh, so let's move on then. Um, I'm going to start with my list. So the first list we have is a list you use for at I want to say Emerald City Open. Is yeah. Emerald yep, City Emerald City Open, uh, hosted by our our good friends in Victoria's Secret, is is their club name. Oh, uh, yes, it's it's uh, one of the bigger Seattle clubs. Uh, super great people. Um, it was a fun tournament. We had like fifty or so people there. It was in Tacoma, just a little south of Seattle. Um, and 
Yeah, so just to give you an idea of, of what I thought of this list, I was really high on, on Barak Zilfin at the time. Um, and, you know, I, I, I had the pieces for it, which is probably always the first reason I build something is because <laughs> I have the pieces. You know, people are like, why don't you have this this piece? I'm like, well, I don't own it, yeah, uh, which is, true. I feel like a valid reason for not including things. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, really liked, uh, what was it? That, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the the Navigator was just something I thought I, I absolutely needed in the list because of Aether Storm. You'll see in my future list that I, I, I correctly identified that Aetherstorm is a really good ability and I should probably have more than one of them. Um, but I also really enjoyed Gotrek at the time and I still contend that he is a, a great model for for allying and for KO. I know we have Kronspine now and a few other options, but uh, Gotrek just, you know, and, and all of these games, I, I played, it was, a, it was a GT, so it was five rounds. You know, first round, uh, I played against Skaven, and Gotrek charged right up the middle and was able to get into the Storm Fiends, and that was basically a game. Um, didn't do much for me in round two against Daughters of Cain, because I had absolutely no idea at the time how to play against Daughters of Cain, and I just sort of got wiped off the board. And it's like, well, this was fun. This was a good learning experience. Um, so I think maybe for, for context, when you say at the time, this was what edition and what rules? February. Sorry. Yeah. February of uh, this year. So, so this okay. Was... So we're talking third edition before yeah, the, the Hunters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this was the okay. days of hold hands and run and all sorts of okay. <laughs> fun battle tactics. Um, yeah. I, I And then uh, I believe... I went three and two in this tournament. My my two losses were Dodgers of Cain and, and Iron Jaws. And uh the Iron Jaws, the, I mean the the Mock Crusher just got the better of me because I felt I kept failing the Aether Storm roll. And <laughs> I made it I made a good note of that. It was like, wow, I could really use another navigator. Um yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh the last two games, GoTrek just took over and won those games for me. Uh played against OBR and was able to it was the only I think it was the only game where I was able to actually sneak behind my opponent with fly high and shoot Arcan off the board. And then from there, uh, Gotrek just uh, survived 30 Motrek guard, which was great, because that's not a guarantee. And then was able to get into uh, Gothic the Harvester. Or wait, is that the WoW boss? I can never remember what the actual guy's name is. The the, the bring back uh, guys. Oh, well, the monster that regenerates him is the Harvester. Yeah. The harvester, yeah. The 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 Mortark is called Catacross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that OBR is such a fun army. I can't wait for for them to get updated into the realm uh, of three yeah. now. Some people are having success with them, but we're not an OBR podcast, so I will move on. Um, <laughs> and then the last game was against uh, a really good uh, ogre's opponent. Uh, and I just got lucky with Gotrek. I paired Gotrek with the Ironclad, and uh, he charged the Ironclad, and Gotrek had to countercharge and wiped out his big mammoth guy. I can't remember the name of, of that uh, figure. Frostlord of Stoneheart. Yeah, that was yes, it. And, and I got really lucky with some some uh, mortal wounds on Gotrek, and that was all, all she wrote. But, you know, it was my first GT, 
Uh, I felt really good about the list. Um, particularly, it's funny, I, I really, this is at a time where I feel like the frigate was much maligned. I don't think a lot of people enjoyed the frigate in list building. Uh, I didn't mind it. it. It took the Thunders around, so it, it freed up the Ironclad to do other stuff. Um, thunders were really good uh, against being charged. Um, they they really just uh, anytime they got charged, unleash hell, and then you know uh, the next round of shooting kind of finished off whatever charged them. I I was pretty high in Thunders at the time. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was like really fun about this list. Pairing, I, I figured out later in the rounds that pairing Gautrek with the Ironclad was phenomenal. Mm. It just forces opponent into Gautrek, which is what you want. Yeah, uh, that's a neat, a neat thing you can do in Mourner with a Navigator. So you, you know, you want to keep Gautrek hidden behind, hidden <laughs> behind the Ironclad. Someone likes to charge it, you half charge him. Something else gets in, and then Gautrek goes. And... Yep. yep, exactly that. Um, I'm surprised it did not use Warp Lightning Vertex with the Aether Chemist. I can't remember why I chose Arcane Tome. I can tell you Arcane Tome did absolutely nothing for me the entire five rounds. I, I think I literally <laughs> failed every single Mystic Shield I casted from it. Like, you would think rolling two dice and a five would be super easy. For some reason, like, I don't know it's whether our faction just hates magic. It just my dice would not roll for me. I never got it off. <laughs> also, oh, no. putting it on the on the navigator is kind of a disadvantage because it doesn't give you more unbinds because he yeah. already has one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but was... unfortunately with this list, is you have to put it on the navigator because it's. Yeah, it was it obviously, yeah, but just saying there's no, yeah. no real benefit. Except I caught that error right like before the, the first game. and Arcane Bolt, something like that, yeah. Because I initially had it on the Chemist, and then I realized right before turn one, I was like, oh, that's an illegal list. I, watched it <laughs> I was like, I am a big cheater, and this is what happened, and I got it. Yeah, it's um, a classic collector, right? Um... <laughs> But I mean, he caught it, which is a good thing. Uh, so, I mean, the list is one drop as well. Do you yep. find helpful? I, you broke up. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Uh, so the list is one drop. Did you, did uh, you find that was helpful? I believe this was one drop. That's correct. Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three. Yeah, this is a one yeah. drop. Yep, because the frigate would count as a troop. Yep. Yeah. And not a behemoth. Because it's open. Uh, yeah, I I still like low drops with KO. I still think that's pretty pretty good. You don't mind uh, essentially taking control of the turn order. I I think early on I would have been super thrilled top of two doubling every single time. I think now as a player that I've played you know a bunch of games done a bunch of tournaments, uh, I don't necessarily want. Uh, the double so early, I, like I'm okay of giving that away to my opponent, particularly if they can't threaten me at top of two. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you with this list and with the way that I was playing back in February, I was ecstatic every single time. Every <laughs> single time I got a double turn, I was like, "Oh, here we go, go tricks charging in," you know, or it'll be like an 11 inch charge, and I'm like, "Whatever," like throwing some dice down, seeing what happens. 
That's how I got, I got into the Storm Fiends round one. I remember this because it was like a, a 10 inch charge. My opponent was like, Good luck. And it was one of my buddies. I was like, Yeah, let's see what happens. I rolled an 11 and I was like, Well, that's it. So. Uh, so, another thing about the list is you've got a unit of 20 Arkonauts. Mm -hmm. What's the I reason behind that choice? I think honestly, I had a hundred points, uh, mm -hmm. and I really was like, "Well, you know, Arcanauts are a hundred points." Uh, mm -hmm. Tactically speaking, though, I really enjoyed the twenty Arcanaut line. Uh, it gave a ton of flexibility with screens, particularly. I think this was when dragons started making an appearance. Um, I didn't play any dragons this this round or this tournament, but it was something that I wanted to keep in mind, where I could literally just chain out twenty arcs. Which you can do with 10 and 10, of course, but um, yeah. you can really screen things out with 20 arcs. Um, and there is something awesome about rolling 30 dice uh, when something's within nine inches of your arc line and just seeing what happens. Yeah, I think I did like in that last game against Ogres, I did like seven wounds to one of their Stone Lords with arc, just Arcanaut shots because he just rolled a bunch of ones. And. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's when I also start realizing that Arcanauts are more than just a cheap screen. Like, if you get them within nine inches and alive, like, they can they can do some work. You know, we, we talk about how Arcanauts are, like, our most point-efficient shooting model. And, you know, when they work, they feel really good. When they don't, no, they're a nice screen. Yeah, they're a cheap screen. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I, ha I haven't got it on here, and I don't think... I didn't think it was on the best of power, but what engine work did you have on the Iron I had Last Word, and I'm still in love with Last Word. I currently use the Battering Ram, but the Last Word, I, I just, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not, I guess, not to make myself sound like super gamey or like Machiavellian, but I can talk my opponent's stuff out of charging the Ironclad of the Last Word. I'm like, just so you know, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the phase, like I can shoot off my main gun, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to charge that now." I'm like, "I don't know if you do either," because I really oh didn't yeah. At the time. <laughs> Just li start listing off all the the big models you've killed on the Overwatch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, all right, so we got Terror guys, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love the last word. I still think it's a great uh, it's a great engine work. Uh, if I was ever to play a Zilfin list again, I'd want to do double clad so I could have one with the last word and one with the ram. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just feels right, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, right after this event. Uh, right after this oh, yeah? um, podcast. Oh, nice. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Well, good luck. Uh, I think double clad is, is super rad. I just don't have a second ironclad yet, and I'm not particularly excited about painting another one. Or building it, for that matter. <laughs> I'm still painting my first Ironclad, y'all. Like, my, my first Ironclad is not officially done yet. There's still tons of detail work to do. Okay. Every tournament, I do just a little bit more. So I finally got around to the bomb racks and started adding details <laughs> to the bomb racks from Boise. Uh, this time, I'm going to work on uh, its uh, back, like, propellers. The ones that can move on the back. Gotta, you know, separate them from just gunmetal. I mean, just, just wait. Well, keep them moving because all of mine are like stuck in place from too much paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next surge is going to involve triple ironclads. It's going to be amazing. 
if they get cheaper. If you can make it work, let me know. I, I would just eBay one at that point. Like, <laughs> like I've been, I don't I've been at an cheap. event where someone ran free ironclads in Mornar, I think. It did but I don't think he did particularly well. I, I don't think he'd have enough bodies to can like you would shoot a lot of stuff, but well, well, I, you I have know. three times ten arcanauts, three, yeah, three ironclads, and an admiral. I think that. And that was the list, <laughs> more or less, or one navigator one. Uh, one the, the frustrating thing about free ironclads is the points you have left after you put your battle line is, is you can either have two heroes, or you can have one hero, but it's a, uh, it's an admiral. You can't have an admiral and something else, like because of yeah. just the way the points work out. Like if they were just a little bit cheaper, you get an admiral and something else, it might be a bit better. Yeah, I, I wanted an admiral in this list because I loved the admiral. I, th I thought it was such a cool model at the time. I kept getting talked out of it, but now that and then of course the white dwarf update happened, oh, yeah. and now I'm like, yeah, I can have my admiral in the ship. Like it just feels it just feels thematically way better to have my admiral. I always usually put him at the top by my volley gun or my great sky cannon, and <laughs> <laughs> he's just charging forward on the bow of the ship. Yeah, cool. Um, I mean, so, so what were your? I don't want to spend too much time on this list because it was from so long ago, and the rules are. It's not that great. <laughs> uh, what were your main takeaways from after having played at this event with this list? What What, what did you feel did work and didn't work? Yeah, so um, I feel like I, I was still very high on GoTrek afterwards. I feel like GoTrek won me at least three of those three games I won. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't too sure about the Thunders, but at the same time, I was like, what else do we have, if that makes sense? Like, what what other sort of shooting do we have at that point? Um, I loved the 20 block of arcs, but unfortunately, I just never used it again. My other list didn't include 20 arcs, like a 20 block like that. I don't think I, now like thinking on it, I don't think I super miss it because, you know, I can accomplish basically the same thing with just two blocks of 10. Yeah. Um, the Arcane Tome is such a trap, I feel like. I know <laughs> some people would probably use it to their advantage, and I might just be salty because I kept missing my, my Mystic Shields. But uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, stayed away from that. Uh, honestly, the Staff of Ocular Optimization isn't that bad on the Chemist because it, you is, know, it's, it is pretty good too. It does. It does fine. Like negative two Ren shots is is not a bad thing. Um, you know, I really like the chemist. I, I think I was a little too aggressive with the chemist because I was I was at the time really in love with its negative one to hit. So he constantly pop out the the boat and buff something and and try to negative. But then of course people were like, what's what's your general? I'm like, oh, the chemist outside. They're like, okay, I'll do the battle tactic to kill your general. It's like that uh, makes sense. That's a really good battle tactic. He's, He's sitting there, you know, other than lookout, sir. He doesn't have much else. He's a little fire with a full up save. Yeah. He's squishy. <laughs> I love that the navigators have a three up save, but the chemist has a four. Like, just, just, it's weird. Yeah. My <laughs> You'd think that thing on his back would be enough of a shield. Yeah. I mean, if he's running away, he'd be all right. He's just facing forwards. <laughs> the trouble. Um, it's just, I think they just did it just to make all the heroes slightly different. It's like the uh, Ender Master has six wounds. Like yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I was to make a Zilfin list again, I think my list would look a lot different than than what I brought in February. But I remember at the time, you know, painting up my frigate the night before. I was really proud of this list. I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't net deck. I was, uh, you know, just kind of like fooling around with it. And you know, I ended up going three and two, which I think is pretty hard to do in in grand tournaments anyway. And yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing I, I, I aim for anyway. I, I won more games than I lost, so I'll take it. Absolutely, yeah. I think, I think especially if KO were in at that time as well. That was actually a, a very solid result. Um, and if that was your first two-day tournament as well, that's a very good very good result to have as well. Yeah. Um, I, I was ecstatic. I was over the moon. I was like, I won more games than I lost. <laughs> I mean, I can certainly say I've got to tournaments and done worse than that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, I mean, you mentioned that a couple of times, but because the next list we're going to talk about isn't something. Um, but obviously, this was, you know, we've had changes since we've had the term celestial, we've had minor points changes since, and obviously the GHP has changed things dramatically. Oh, yeah. I'm so dramatic. It's a big game, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, what do you think you would do if you were playing Zilfin now? If I was playing Zilfin now, I, I, I definitely alluded to this. I would definitely want to play double clad. <laughs> I would do double clad. If I had the points for it, I would definitely stick in another frigate so I could put the 10, uh, 10, 10 and 10 arcs. I guess I wouldn't even need 30 arcs, but I still like having arcs, so I, I would try to fit that in. Um, keep those in the boats, and then you know use our new rules to our advantage to pop them out and and move around because that that has really helped us. I think that was a stealth buff on on their part. Um, yes. I would definitely run uh some sort of spell in the bottle with the chemist. I think, or well, I take that back because purple sun's terrifying. I think I would actually just not deal with a, a spell in the bottle and just run uh collector with I staff and voidstone because oh. I like I love voidstone right now. I think it's like I, I value it pretty high because I can just tell my opponent, you know what? You can leave that purple sun to the side of the board because you're not gonna play with it this this tournament. Uh or at least this round. Because I, I don't want to play with it and <laughs> I'm just gonna auto unbind it once and hopefully I'll shoot off that wizard before you get a chance to, yeah. to yep. deal with it again. <laughs> unless you unless you face Nighthorn with their auto, yeah. auto cast yeah. Midnight Tomb. You know, it's funny. I, I That was my first round in Boise, and he told me that rule, and he's like, so, you know, you have less drops. Do you want to go first? I was like, I do, actually, yes. <laughs> and then I was to, to shoot that general off the board. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not playing with this. He did dust my ironclad with the sun at the, the bottom of four. Oh. So that, that was bad. But I, I ended up winning the game. Uh, I actually feel really uh, Jeremy is he's such a, a fun opponent. He got the smoking boots award at Boise. Uh he just ran to a bunch of bad luck. Uh but uh that was his first boots award. Is that like oh yeah, it's going 0 and five. And oh, a good sport about it, which he was. He was an incredible sport the entire time, like just super happy to be playing Warhammer, which is the exact kind of person you want at a tournament. Okay, that's cool. We normally call it the wooden so, spoon. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we call it smoking boots out here. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I assume because you've cratered and there's the only thing left is, is a pair yeah, of boots. Yeah, the only thing left is the boots. <laughs> there must be. I, I'm sure I can picture like a Hollywood film or something. Yeah. Where someone that's shot and all that's left is their boots like a big cross. I've been the bearer of smoking boots a couple of times. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on to sure. your next yeah. list. Um, but before we actually go into the list detail, when when was this tournament? Yeah, so this was the Bellingham tournament. Uh, I don't remember its name. It was hosted by Dark Tower Games, though another uh, really cool club uh, in a uh, in the Seattle area. They have a really fun game store. I think it was just sold recently, but I, I don't know enough about that. Um, yeah, so it was in May, I want to say. So this was just after the White Dwarf. Um, and it's funny because I don't have an Admiral in here because it just <laughs> doesn't make sense. And people were like, why don't you have the Admiral? I'm like, I don't know. Like, what am, you know, what's, what's it doing for me in the list? Well, turning off wards would have been a good idea, but what yeah. can you do? Uh, I was really uh high on one drop list at the time i just felt like it was almost mandatory um i don't think that anymore but um so yeah let me just kind of take you through it i have the engine master dirigible suit he just fit the points for my one drop list so we should just say um, it's barrack string as well right yeah it's string so uh, you know, you get the exploding sixes on the gods just in case, uh, which is great with the volley cannon. Uh, you get to have, you know, uh, fire slayers and, and cities of Sigmar dwarves as coalition allies. Um, I feel like that's all that really matters. The grudge hammer is pretty cool. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. There's another ability that is really great, which is the plus one to hit. Or the reroll ones to hit will be plus one. Yeah, that's addition. the main reason. <laughs> reroll ones. Yeah, <laughs> no, you you get to reroll ones to hit on three of the scariest uh, uh, things uh, that your opponent brings. So that's that's pretty good. I would I would say. Um, yeah, I went three and two with this list. Uh, you can kind of tell this is not a, a, a standard KO list. There's not a lot of shooting in this list. Um, not a lot of KO. Big, the KO list. Not a lot of KO. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, at the time, point. it's literally what I thought was good for KO at the time mm. was having as as few of KO pieces <laughs> as possible. Uh, which, man, in just a couple of months uh, after this, that the exact opposite feels true now. Mm. But um, you know, I went ten arcs, ten arcs, ten arcs. You know, you just got to have your battle line tax. You know, the Ender Master Navigator. Uh, and the Ironclad, and that's it for KO pieces. Um, I have a, a Rune Father, or as uh, we say often, the KO Discord Rune Daddy, which I don't know how I feel about that, but <laughs> that's a shout out to uh, what Rona Daddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a Rune Father and a block of 10 Hearthguard Berserkers, which just did work for me the entire tournament. You could sit them on an objective. You could sit Gotrek on another objective, and then the Ironclad can fly between the two of them. Um, and then the Arcs, you know, dying for gold, as they do. You know, whether they were a screen or to pick up a third objective. Um, this was before the FAQ as well. So, um, 
you know, he still had a lot of limitations on them being in the boat. So, I, you know, that's why you only see one ironclad. I had 10 arcs in the ironclad that I could sometimes use as a screen, you know, later in the game. But those those block of 20 arcs or the 10 arcs, 10 arcs would go of Gotrek. And uh, hold hands and run was usually my first battle tactic because <laughs> it was really simple to do because I'm running Gotrek anyway. I would uh, file them up in a really like dumb Congo line and then run Gotrek up the middle so they're all <laughs> within three inches of each other. And I remember thinking like, this is the most strategically awkward thing, but I'm getting two victory points for it. So <laughs> I guess... I guess this works. Um, I yeah. So for this tournament, my first opponent was a Stormcast list uh, with long strikes, and I think we both misinterpreted the Wildwood uh, cover rule because I think we I, I I didn't know this. I don't think my opponent knew this, but essentially we both thought that the Ironclad couldn't shoot the long strikes in in the Wildwood because they were within three inches of it. But that's not that's not the rule. So that's sort of a shame because those long strikes stayed around <laughs> shooting. Uh. You know, they would get out, they would shoot, and they'd like go back in. It was it was kind of an awkward game for me. I actually lost that game because of my stupid engine master of dirigible suit. Uh, I had I had just misplaced him after a fly high, and I went to retreat my ironclad away from his dragons, but the, the stupid dirigible suit was blocking my own retreat. Yeah. <laughs> so the dragons, the dragons got in, and I remember thinking to myself at this time, "Huh, I should have two navigators." So when that that Aetherstorm oh. roll fails, I have a backup. So that's how I lost that game. Uh, I then played against a Legion of the First Prince Bellacor list, um, and he, I remember he had he was such a fun opponent. It was is the nicest dude ever. Turn one, he he turned off Gotrek with Balcor's thing, and that's when I felt like I had the advantage because I you know could move freely with the Ironclad. I don't remember much about the game. I remember winning. Uh, oh, he had this. I think he had the Mortals, this the the chargey Mortal. Uh, what's it called? The, the Bloodthirster. Yeah, and you know what took care of that was the Navigator. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The Aetherstorm ruined that that guy's day, and I was like, huh. Navigators are really good. Aether Storm's a very powerful ability. Um, who would have thought? Uh, and then round three, I played against my uh, clubmate, uh, Ricky, who uh, did Kragnos and uh, a bunch of Trogs. So it was a Gits list with a bunch of... It was a really cool list. And he always wins best painted because he has the coolest painted models ever. But... Um, yeah, Kragnos met Gotrek. Gotrek took care of Kragnos, and that was that was kind of the game. And then round four, I lost a really close game to Iron Giles list. And round five, I played a carbon copy of the Stormcast list I played in round one, but had enough <laughs> uh, had enough know-how of how the list played uh, to to win. I, I got I got the top of two and a double turn, and that was it. I shot off most of most of his stuff. It was a really fun game, though. I think, uh, you know, this string list, uh, it's, it's such a fun list because those Hearthguard Berserkers can just go nuts with those Flame Strike pole axes, especially when uh, the Rune Father gives them the extra attack. So I'm doing like 30. I, I did at one point against a Draconis Knight, whatever the leader dragon is, I did 14 mortal wounds to him <laughs> uh, just from the, the Hearthguard Berserkers. 
like I rolled so many sixes. <laughs> we were counting them up, and I could see my opponent's like face went from like neutral to frown. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a lot of sixes. He's like, is that 14 mortal wounds? I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so um, I would definitely play the, something like this again. I would Ooh. definitely add in a second navigator because navigators are really good. I would definitely probably get rid of the engine master dirigible suit. Um, but I, I really would like to contend that you can do very well with KO and not play KO. <laughs> Yeah, basically, you could you could replace sense. him with an admiral, give him the yeah the trait and the hammer, yeah, and then um, fit in another navigator. Because yeah, the other thing is, yeah, we've had points drops since then, and I yeah don't think what I got on here is this can't be right. It's meant to be what it was and what it is now, but that seems too big of a difference. So I want yeah. to wrong at some point. Yeah, basically, thirty points. It should be thirty-five points less. Yeah. yeah, and if it was nineteen ninety-five before, but you, yeah, assuming it was. I remember sixty. Uh, sure I was never going to fit. I'm not sure if you can fit <laughs> the second navigator with or not one. Ah, bummer. We'll have to figure it out, but I would definitely play Thring again. I really like the Skyport, you know, and sort of my journey through the Skyports. Yeah, Thring was my favorite stop. Oh, no, you, <laughs> like, you could. It's just such a cool... 1990 points, yeah. You could, but then Sweet. two drops. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm great with multiple drops now. I, I was really <laughs> stuck on one drop. I think it was actually to my detriment. I was so focused on one drops. I don't. I think with all the the bounty hunters and all the expert conquerors going around, you can have two to three drops and still be yeah. fine for the yeah, most two, part. Two drops is two drops fun. opens up so much. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really. I'm, I'm, I'm really sad. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it opens pads, up. Two ironclads. Four to six. It opens up two ironclads. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, thing is, the meta since since the GHB so much that it does like. There was an, a strong argument before the GHB that you, you needed yeah. to be one drop or high drop. And now there is sort of this range where you can be two drops or three drops. And it's, there's, yep. there's even four or five drops. There's loads of those nine drops, ten drops, eleven drops lists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of my opponents in Boise were like, I'm as many drops as you see. And I'm like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't think I, 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 there wasn't a single game in Boise where I didn't pick who got to go first. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this in Bellingham, this string list was super fun. I don't know what grand strategy I would choose in the new GHB now. Hold the line was so great in this one because you could just mm. stick 10 arcs in an ironclad and forget about them like I always did and be like, oh yeah, I got, I got my grand strategy. <laughs> I have a question, which is why, why was it that you... After your after the first event, when you come to play this event, why did you change away from Zilfin to play Thring? Because we said oh, so. That might have been a thing, actually. Um, <laughs> Max was I, yelling at everyone who's I, taking I was... Zilfin. Yeah, <laughs> after second edition, I was not a fan of Zilfin. Still not. I'm still not. I was a big 
fan of Thring at the start when I first started making the army. And with the, oh, I know exactly why I chose Thring because the Fire Slayers book came out and I loved, and I was building some Hearthguard Berserkers. And I was like, you know what would be good in Thring is a unit of 10 Hearthguard Berserkers and Arun Father. And I started plugging it into my little app, the points app. Uh, and I was like, wow, 1995. Yeah, let's do this. And I remember uh, my uh, local club had a, like a little podcast before the event. And they were like evaluating lists. And they got to my list and were like, I don't know what Phil's doing. And I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see how this works because I don't know how to evaluate this. I don't play 40k, I think is what my uh, friend Matt said. And I was like, okay, rude. Like, it's not all shooting in this list. Yeah, I mean, I had to actually think about melee positioning yeah. in this list, which was well, tough for two, me. I had no. Two very strong melee units. So, and yeah. the Endermars are a dirigible fleet. It's not a slouch in melee either. Oh, with uh, that trait, you just throw him into something to die and fight again. Yep. Yeah, I think I was able to use this trait a couple of times. Um, I actually think even the arcs, like on the forep, um, which is the other, like, what footnote or arc. Yeah, uh, fighting again fight on a forep. They actually did. I actually got a couple wounds out with them. Like a ten arcs got mashed by by some orcs, like some brutes, and I think I actually hurt some brutes with, with the four up. The thing is, usually it's the guy with the the pike is not the one that comes back, and the it's one the that combat. fights again yeah. is the one with the the gun barrel, like the gun butt. Yeah. Like oh, why you? Yeah, the, the gun butt. Guy pike, it's the gun butt that did the damage. Uh, the sky pike never does damage. There's always gun butts. Oh, sky pike says kill. I, I've Walker's I've killed things with gun butts. I've yeah. like a, a few a few uh, major heroes I think have met their untimely end to a gut a yeah. gun butt. I, I, I killed Alaria with a gun butt once. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's that's good. I actually did some damage I think to Alaria. My brother was playing Alaria the other day. I think I did some damage to to her with a gun butt. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she had been like 36 inches in one turn, so I think she probably just tripped over. And that's all right. That's funny. Pass, you know? but, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess. I... Sorry, I was. Do you want to go? Oh, yeah. No, please. Um, I was going to say, I guess this was kind of if you were working on half Berserkers and you had previously enjoyed using Go Trek or Fringers. The natural fit because it's the only place in KO where you can use them together. Because exactly, exactly that. And I think I was feeling pretty low on KO like before this tournament. Like it just felt, and it's because I was I was playing around with some Celestine Prime lists, and that's when I got my Smoking Boots award. And like I was just failing miserably. Uh, I overvaluated Celestine Prime in a few RTTs, mm -hmm. and I, I suffered for that. My favorite was uh, I played against my buddy uh, in a Seraphon Thunder Lizards list with an engine of the old gods. And like turn, I took turn one, I zoomed in everything, shotgun range, like shot off two of his Bastilladons. It felt like a really good turn one. And then he got the double like AoE mortal wounds like oh, yeah. through his engine. And he wiped out my entire army the end of round one. And I was like, well... That was a fun game. I now know what Engine of the Old Gods does. <laughs> I mean, so uh, you haven't got any of your your list with 
to listen to Prime on here because we didn't. We just didn't no, yeah, and I'm glad that we didn't because yeah. they were bad. <laughs> how did you find using the Celestine Prime? How did how did I uh, yeah, how did how I did, use him? Well, how do you, well how do, did you think did you like him or did you? No, like, I find he I did not. Yeah, he whips, and it's nice that he gets the automatic charge. Like mm -hmm. that feels good, and his little splash mortals is also like fine, but it, it never feels good to have him come down at like the end of three, where you think you have like seven attacks and and this or that. Um, he just doesn't feel as impactful. Uh, he won one game against tech, like a tech list, uh, and that was the only game I ever won with with a CP. Uh, was he just came down and, and murdered Techless at the end, and uh, yeah, I just I did not. I every time I, I'm tempted to make another Celestin Prime list, I look at my Smoking Boots award, which is really, <laughs> uh, here, here you get uh, like a, a you, you get your tournament money back because it's like we don't we don't want you to pay for uh, you know an 3 tournament, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna play a Celestin Prime again, like uh. I'm not a big fan of that. I rather I would rather just get uh what a hundred and, and change points for GoTrek at that point. Like or something that's more impactful. Like maybe I I would put him down uh start of turn one and just splash mortals with him. Like take yeah. out some support heroes. But then you can but just use just a night my adjudicator. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or two even. <laughs> yeah, two out of what value vortex and you get yeah. overlapping area of effect. There's better ways to accomplish that. Like I I don't I mean I'm not I don't I you know part of the reason why I like that we're doing this this podcast is to give people a ton of ideas for what list they want to play with. And I don't wanna tell people not to use Celestin Prime. Like I just might be bad with him and that's okay. Oh, oh like, he is I just he might is be good. a really <laughs> but he, don't expect don't expect him to just like don't throw him into units and he's gonna clear the unit. Right. Always keep a always or keep a CP because he needs all of attack. He needs it because mm -hmm. you know rolling rolling free ups is hard. <laughs> and even then, out of five attacks or even if you wait for seven attacks, not all of them are gonna go through. Yeah, free rend, uh, free damage. He can do stuff, but the the real tech is. The guaranteed charge. Yeah, he's a 12-inch move, guaranteed 12-inch charge. So he has a 24 aura threat range plus his shot. So you you know that you can get to the the targets, the heroes, little you know texture sitter units. He can start clearing off. He can jump around the backfield of your opponent, like kill that wizard, kill that 10-man unit, clear that objective. Boom, boom, boom. He's not gonna go in and kill 10 Vikings. Like no, yeah. he's just gonna he's gonna fall over and die. Yep, that's, that's so he's basically what happened. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> tricky. People get tempted to use him aggressively. Uh, I think you need to. That's also what Max said when we had him on the on the show. Uh, he plays a lot of ring with Prime and the Battle Ram Ironclad. He said he always combines the two. Yeah. So yeah. he charges in the Ironclad, not only shell because there's an Admiral sitting inside, so for two units within three. Uh, battle ram damage that's a couple mortal wounds bombs prime sh shot and then the prime comes in 
and then you can either kill it with the armor or the or the prime. And then, I mean, then yeah, you're you're taking down, you know, Glockins, Raton Clean ones, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely strategies for them. I just not something I want to play with. Um, but I would, I mean, I would definitely take a hard look at Thring again and and see what I can make like with all the modern changes to uh, to to KO because a lot has happened from May to now. <laughs> like we just got, we've gotten a lot better, um, and I'm like kind Absolutely. of excited to talk about these next two lists because we're, we're kind of in the modern, you know, meta, if you will, with uh, my Monar and custom Skyport. Um, but I would definitely look at putting again. That was, that was a fun, this was probably my favorite list. Uh, I got to, got to play with. It was just super fun. Oh, and one, one more note with the ironclad volley cannon plus honor to the gods, just in case can get oh, disgusting yeah. quick. Uh, I did. I pulled off twenty six wounds or something with it at one point. Like I just mowed down. I don't remember what I shot at, but I, whatever it was, it was, it was. There was nothing left afterwards. Like the the, you know, we're just moving plastic pieces around. But in my head, that that like volley can was just spinning and just just firing out aether shot, and it felt good. It, it that that was probably the highlight of of the tournament was watching oh, my awesome. opponent. And explaining to him what the heck was going on. If you roll hard, that forty-six. Yeah, yeah. Especially on a on an unleash hell with last word, it's like eighty-six shots. Just yeah. re-rolling ones, you know, throwing a triumph. Yeah, with, 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 with some gold for plus two, two plus to hit, and just yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That that's the dream. Um, and then the before... last word on top of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, before we move on, if you were to play Fring again now, I mean, what do you think you mm -hmm. you mentioned about having a second locator? Well, do you, would you would it be something similar to this? Would you it... use Trek or to? That's a good question. I think maybe I would get rid of Gotrek and just use the Runefather and the, the block of Hearthguard Berserkers as, as I was using Gotrek for. And I would probably take that 485 and put in, you know, uh, another Frigate, some Gun Haulers, make it maybe a little similar to my custom Skyport list. Um, project, get some more uh, mobility so I could, the grand strategy could be take what's theirs. Which yeah. feels really good with KO right now. Um, yeah. Would definitely not use the Engine Master of Dirigible Suit. I just think overcosted right now, and, and I'm not using any uh, Sky Wardens or Engine Riggers, so like there doesn't seem to be a point for it. It's I get why the, the I did free heals for the one drop. Basically, yeah, free heals was good. I will say yeah. the heal free plus the one from the Ironclad makes often makes a difference between flying higher. That, that's a huge point, and and that saved me several times in this tournament. Was just healing up, healing up, healing up. Yep. Uh, my last opponent had Bastion, and he kept doing like four mortal wounds to the Ironclad, and then I'd be like, okay, my turn, heal up, <laughs> like, and you know, it, he just absorbed the Bastion Thunderbolt, and and that felt good. Um, you're right, the healing was was pretty good, and if I had the points for it, maybe I would consider healing it, but. At the same time, also, I'm kind of like, well, I haven't had a heal, a relevant heal in my last few 
uh, tournaments, and it hasn't bothered me. So, well, the other thing is, if you take him purely for the healing, is you could just take an Ember Master onto it, and yep. yeah, you, get you could just stick it in the boat. He's, he's more, he's less than half the points. So, although yeah. it's only D three, it's yeah, D three so. though. Yeah. So, I mean, you're essentially giving it a you know heroic recovery though. You know, that's not terrible without having to roll. Because how many times have I rolled super high and my heroic recovery roll is like the one time I don't want my dice to do well. Yeah. They're like, here, Phil, here's here's boxcars. Like, oh. okay, thanks. Thanks, guys. Which by the way, I rock Aethercast dice wherever oh, I go. Yes. So awesome. I'm gonna have to order some more. Um love love my Aethercast dice. They never fail me. That's not true. They fail me often, but I still really like them. Yeah, they do. Unfortunately, they <laughs> do not roll very well, but that's okay. We have to it's give a your great conversation a starter. Yeah, well, those, uh, those are the ones you give away. Yeah, yeah, you just keep the ones that roll badly to one side and give those ones to your opponents. Yeah, I mean that—that's what I did when I started shipping them. I like rolled them all and kept the six. <laughs> that's why all of ours roll so bad. That explains that's so why. Yeah, yeah, that's now, why. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Let's uh, let's move on then to your next the next list we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, so this was. Again. Yeah. I'm now in Manar. Uh, I've now visited three different skyports in three different tournaments. So no loyalty. Uh, went... No, none at all. <laughs> it's funny. So this is a bit of a, a geeky geeky lore. So the my Arcanauts or my KO are, are painted as a, what I call a, a trading company. They're called the Stormseekers Trading Company. And they have a, a headquarters in each Skyport. So it just gives me like the lore flexibility of saying, well, yeah, I'm in Mornar now because I'm just doing this branch or I'm in Thring and I'm doing this branch. So that's that's where I, I feel like I can just switch up. Uh, I finally bought another Aetheratic Navigator, which is why I have two in this list and it's really good. Um, Double Navigator is my favorite thing of all time. And if someone were to ask, like, Phil, if, if there is an auto-include, it would be an Ironclad and two Navigators. Everything else is open for debate. But um, Navigators are so good. Um, I finally have a, a Admiral, which I was happy to say in three of my five games did I remember that he had some sort of special ammunition that I could use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember at the end of one game, I was like, oh, crap, I could have turned off wards or like something. <laughs> um, I had Chemist of uh, Spell in the Bottle, uh, so I finally brought back my Spell in the Bottle. My personal favorite is Warp Lightning Vortex. I know people are kind of high on Purple Sun right now, uh, a few others, but I, I really still prefer Warp Lightning. It sits, it scares people. It forces your opponent to make weird movements to avoid it. Um, and it did work for me the entire tournament. Uh, I have Gotrek in here still. I, I'm still very high in Gotrek. Still am. Really, he did very well for me in the tournament. Um, and then 10 Thunders, because I had the points and I figured why not. And this time I went with Special Weapons. Uh, mostly because that's what I had painted up. I, I you know, I was kind of tired of the rifles and was like, let's give these guys a shot. Um, Munar is fun. You get the Gale Force stay, stave, 
so you can have charges. Um, and really, my strategy throughout the entire tournament was pair uh, Gotrek with the Ironclad, turn off charges, well, turn off a charge yep. within 12 inches. Um, and, um, you know, let Gotrek go in after my opponent fails their charge. And it worked for the most part. My my first opponent was Alex Gonzalez and his Nighthawn, uh, mm -hmm. where he proceeded to dust my Ironclad, uh, two Navigators and the Admiral all in the same round with his Purple Sun. So that was oh. that was top of one, top of three. It was one of those. It was really bad. Uh, but the Navigators did great at slowing his block of 20 Blade guys. So, like, had Purple Sun not just utterly wrecked me, like, maybe it would have been a different game. But, um, yeah, Purple Sun was, that was my first consideration in the new meta, was Purple Sun's really terrifying, and you don't want to rely on your opponent not rolling ones, because yeah. popping your balloons is just a miserable experience. Um, the second game was against Idenf Deepkin, and what felt like what could have been a bad matchup for me ended up being in my favor only because I got really lucky with Gotrek saves. I <laughs> positions where all his archers were kind of in a row, like straight up the center. It was the the Realmstone cache map. So I, I charge Gotrek forward. He shoots into Gotrek. He doesn't kill him. I heal up Gotrek, charge him forward, get in. His Unleash Hell puts him at like seven out of eight wounds. And I just wiped the floor <laughs> like i wiped the entire like archer unit at that point and then uh my my two navigators literally rooted the achillean king in the ground and he did nothing the entire game with the king mm -hmm. and that's when i was like wow like navigators are really 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 good like that's that that king is such a terrifying unit and just to not have to worry about him because he's moving three inches or whatever a turn is just super powerful uh, so yeah, Gotrek uh, had a little bit of luck and won the day in that tournament, in that round. Uh, meanwhile, I was walking by Jeremy Vasir, who, who won the tournament with his five-boat KO list. And I was like, wow, that's a really cool list. I'll have to talk to him later about that. I was not the best KO player at this tournament. Because, uh, <laughs> of course, Jeremy won 5-0. Um, what else was in this list that was really good? Round three, I lost to Soul by Grave Lords, and uh, my opponent was like the nicest guy ever. It was the most fun I've ever had in a Warhammer game where I was absolutely losing because of zombies and tons of zombies. Uh, I learned a lot from that that round, though, uh, which is, I guess, a uh, I'm foreshadowing a, a upcoming match in the Boise tournament. Um, and then what? Let's see. Round four and five. I round four, I played a. a uh, blades of corn like mortal blades of corn list that was actually pretty terrifying for anyone that didn't just teleport away and shoot things it sort of felt like shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> at that <laughs> tournament and it, it was the map where you got extra victory points for killing uh galatian vets oh. and he kept summoning galatian vets because that's like he had no <laughs> choice not like he didn't have it's not like he he made a play mistake, right? He just had no choice but to keep summoning these demons because that was his grand strategy. And I just kept cheerfully blowing them off the board and getting more points. I won that game like 38 to like 17 or something now. It was, it was really brutal because I it, 
I, I don't, I think you couldn't have asked for a worse opponent, like in me, I mean, not him, worse opponent for that matchup, like, because I can shoot off all his Galatian bets and then he can't really do anything against me. So that was just really bad luck for, for him, but he was such a nice opponent, really good guy. And then what? Oh, and then I played Beast of Chaos the last game, and uh, that was a wild, wild game. I ended up just winning because of my grand strategy, and, and that was it. He couldn't kill my arcs uh, quick enough, and the arcs stayed alive in, in the Ironclad and went three and two. So I, I went, I played in three grand tournaments and went three and two in three grand tournaments <laughs> with three different lists. So I felt pretty good. Um, Thunders were surprisingly effective. Again, being charged and surviving, like they, they did fine. Uh, I, I think the MVPs here were the Navigators and the Gale Force staff, you know, just consistently making charges difficult and then pairing it up with Gotrek, just charging up the field and, and wrecking. Um, when I remembered to use the Admiral Ward, that are or special ammunition that felt really cool. good and made a note to I don't know maybe tattoo that on my forearm or or someplace <laughs> where I can remember that the admiral now has this really good ability which is the reason why you take them in the first place. Uh, I don't know if you've all ever had <laughs> had that situation where after a game you're like, all oh, right, <laughs> I didn't use all of my abilities because I'm bad at this game. Well, I had a game where I forgot to use the prime. Like after the game, like, oh, he's still in reserve. Oops. 325 yeah. points. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> I've had a flare pistol before because I was like trying to save it and then we run out of time and I'm like, ah, oh, I should use my flare pistol. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, there's been times in Zilfin where you just play, oh, that's right. Ships are all ones against flying oh, things, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. The opposite uh, happens to me, where I'll get overly excited about rerolling ship ones, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reroll ones on the ships," and they're like, "Phil, that's not a flying unit." I'm like, "All right, never mind." <laughs> like, my brain just like goes to like, I, mean, I, I, I interpret I, rules, you know, like a KO player should. <laughs> I, mean, I once did the hero phase move in Zilfin specifically so I could get a unit of twenty Archonauts out because that's the point to and then I moved straight onto the movement phase. Without, uh, no, after <laughs> phase, I was then so excited to then use my admiral and start shooting and stuff. Like, used to, you had to roll to start the shooting pages. I completely yep. get the arcanals out. So, I'd use the hero phase move for nothing, basically. Um, but it happened. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, or forgetting, uh, I, I would fly high in Zilfin and then forget to drop my warp lightning vortex. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, so that's an issue. Okay. Um, so, I mean, with this list, well, first of all, timing-wise, this was before the GHB still, or was it after the GHB? No, it must have been after the GHB. It, it was, was after GHB. GHB, yeah. So I have spent shares to make shares, and yeah. it was the new, the new, uh, uh, new maps and the new battle tactics. Had we had? Had we um, no, we did not have the FAQ yet. I don't think. I or maybe we did. I don't think so because I, I remember being still stuck in the boats. Okay. Um. So I mean, why why did you move on to Manor, uh, 
Monarch. Monarch. Why did you move on to Monarch from Kring for this tournament? So I think, I think I I love list creation. Like I like just just theory crafting. And I remember I was looking through the Skyport, which is our Discord, and someone was saying like, "Oh, Monir's super fun. You know, I really like Barak Monir." And I was like, "What would I, what would I build in Monar or Monar or Monir or whatever it is?" <laughs> and um, you can definitely see like this is this is definitely a Phil Zoshek list. Like it has Gotrek in it. Like <laughs> um, Double Navigator felt really good, and you know it was something I learned from my previous tournaments that like I definitely wanted a second Navigator, and it didn't hurt that the point changes made it even easier mm. to to include it. Um, uh, and then I really liked the idea of the Gale Force staff. Like nothing else really mattered. Like none of the other Monar stuff mattered. Like I never used opportunistic privateer or privateer. Excuse me. I I vaguely remembered the bravery thing once against my Beast of Chaos opponent, and <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, and it was like relevant maybe once in that game. But um, the Gale Force staff was just. MVP the entire entire time. Um, this was definitely a list I would I'd probably play again, but again I would probably cut GoTrek and try to add in more mobility. But spend shares to make shares. You know I hit it the every game. Um, I didn't lose it once. Um, it's a lot of record keeping though, because you definitely don't want your opponent to to feel bad. Like oh did you use this? Did you use that? I started using dice, and then towards the end I started just writing it down. Um, it's uh, just something that if you do use spend shares to make shares, make sure your opponent is on the same, you know, page as you, because you you definitely don't want to give a negative play experience by like, you know, trying to explain afterwards like which had aether gold and which didn't. Also, yeah. if the if the thing dies, if a unit dies and still has aether gold. As far as I understand, that counts still for your grand strategy because the unit is off the battlefield. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so uh, that makes it easier. Um, honestly, it's just easier to, to take take what's theirs, I think, and just teleport over and be like, if you you want you want two ships for that, I think I feel like yeah, yeah, I agree. You want at least two ships. I would say three, even. Uh, because mm -hmm. you can have the Arcanauts and the Heroes in, and they count as, from what I understand as well. Yeah. And that makes it really easy. Um, and then when your opponent has to take what's theirs, it's also really fun to just fly high your Arcanaut Ironclad uh, back into your territory of all your heroes and say, well, I have five units, you have two. <laughs> so you lose yours, I gain mine, and it's a six-point swing in our favor. And I think here... Uh, watching Jeremy play his custom Skyport list is what led me to trying a custom Skyport in Boise, because obviously Jeremy is Jeremy and played a hell of a game, hell of a five rounds, hell of a tournament. He's he's such a nice dude too. I, I sort of was fangirling when I met him. I realized that we were actually uh, old EverQuest buddies. We played EverQuest together, and I didn't actually realize it was Jeremy. So we were talking, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like <laughs> we." We were in the same guild. We were hanging out in EverQuest before I even realized it was you. So uh, that was kind of funny to figure out. Uh, I just added Jeremy as an EverQuest player. Hopefully he doesn't mind. 
Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, with this list, like, I would definitely play Minar again. I would probably, again, like I said, cut Gotrek, add in a couple of ships, and do take what's theirs, just because it's less record-keeping. Like, I think spend shares to make shares is great. I just don't want to make a, a, a mental error in a five-game tournament where I'm like, oops, I forgot, you know, my arcs had Aether Gold, and now I can't do anything to stop that. Like, it's just... It's just another mental thing that I don't want to personally deal with, but I think Spencer's to make sure is great if you have, if your brain is neurotypical unlike mine, where I just ADHD forget anything. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think Menar is super fun, super rad. That Gale Force staff is worth it, even if you don't use any of the other abilities. I know I was seeing in Discord someone was using Opportunistic Privateer really well, and I'm like sort of curious if I could pull off stuff like that. But I'm actually considering for ECO part two, which is coming up in August, about using this list again in a different variation, just because I had so much fun in Manar. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that would be, as you said, where you could take Gotrek out and morphine. Yeah. Um, Not that Gotrek did bad, though. Like, Gotrek's perfectly viable in this list. You pair him with the Ironclad. And uh, he wrecks. Like, he just does really well. I know a lot of people are kind of low on Gotrek. Like, oh, he's too slow. Or people can just avoid him. That's never been my experience with Gotrek. Like, he's certainly slow. But though I, I sort of play him, like, uh, in the chessboard. Like, in the chessboard, you go E4. Like, Gotrek is E4. Like, you put him right in the center. And you force your opponent to deal with him. Um, I've yet to meet an opponent that can just run circles around him and not make him impactful like because even if they stay off an objective i've already done my job of go track like i'm now gaining points as a result of that but I've, that's never been the experience usually someone either one of two things happens i i, I eventually catch up to a unit i want to wipe out or my opponent for some reason thinks they can take out go track and then i'm just happy to prove them wrong <laughs> It, it's happened. Like I, uh, I've had Kragnos charge Gotrek just to see if he could kill Gotrek, and the answer was no. Um, a few other, like Archeon, I've placed against Archeon, and was like, oh, can Gotrek kill Archeon? The answer is yes. Like Gotrek, uh, you know, it always makes me feel good if I'm looking at my opponent's list, and I'm like, oh, what counters Kragnos or like a giant or Archeon? I'm like, oh, Gotrek. Like that feels good. Like so. I don't know. I would recommend, like, if you haven't played of Gotrek in a long time, or if you if you want to mess around with the list, like, Gotrek's, like, a pretty great piece to have. It's just so expensive. He is. He is expensive, but he's worth every point. I mean, he's 5.2 uh, in an Ironclad. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, he can't teleport. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I I used to people. I used to joke. I'm like, yeah, I'm running a double ironclad list. Like, you're running two ironclads. I'm like, well, one of the ironclads is a short, angry dwarf. But yes, oh, essentially, I'm running two ironclads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how often do you get on with the warp lightning vortex in this list? Yeah, so I was stuck forever on warp lightning vortex had to be in Zilfin. Like I or like I just was. I couldn't get it out of my brain. Like you drop it, turn one, you know, in their deployment zone. Um, I I think I can't remember who told me this in Discord. It was the in the Skyport Discord. They were like, "Yeah, man, just just keep it on the table. Like, you know, 
keep it off the side of the board, let your opponent know that it's there, and your opponent will start playing around it, even if it's off the board. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's an advantage to it just just being a, a threat to them. And well, they focus on killing the chemist, which means they're not focused right. on killing important and, things. And that was my counterpoint to him. Was like, well, what if they kill the chemist? And he's like, well, you thank them for wasting an entire round of shooting, killing your chemist. And yeah, I mean, that's correct. No one shot my chemist off the board in this tournament. And I just waited till like turn two, turn three to strategically place it. So in my Soulblade Graveyard uh, game, which I lost, but still was at least somewhat close. As re- I lost by one point. I think I, I can't remember what exactly I did to screw that up, but trust me, I did something. I I did toss the Warp Lightning Vortex on one side and, and effectively cut off half of the map as a result of that. And my opponent just avoided the Warp Lightning Vortex, which was great because it forced him elsewhere, which also then funnels uh, him right into GoTrek. Um, I try to use it where I can effectively cut off a pathway to my like to my uh area um and i it, this list almost felt like a um, uh like a in like magic the gathering you have like a blue mage deck I, I felt very blue magey like i was just controlling everything i was like no you can't charge no you can't go over there unless you want to you know pay the warp lightning tax um and that's how I was kind of playing as a, a heavy control list. And um, yeah, it didn't matter uh, that Warp Lightning Vortex, uh, you know, I, I, obviously I could not just drop it turn one unless I wanted it in my territory, uh, which nine times out of ten you, I did not. Well, you can. You use Opportunistic Privateer, put the Ironclad in front of their army and drop it down. You could, and then the, the Ironclad's kind of rooted there. Um, well, that's why you have Jigger for stuff. Yeah, that is true. Um, I didn't play it that way. I I kind of was just patient and and waited for the right time to to drop it out. Uh, mm-hmm. And like I said, I was not really looking for what I was hitting. I was looking for what could I effectively block off, and that gave uh, it made the map smaller, which was an advantage for me. Uh, because I had go track, and when my opponent had to funnel their 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 stuff towards go track, like that's just a winning proposition for me. But yeah, I really liked Warp Lightning Vortex in this list. I think I accidentally messed myself up once with it, but then learned very quickly how I wanted to position it afterwards. Like I, I probably positioned it perfectly rounds three, four, and five. I don't want to talk about round one or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of questions from the chat. Uh, Richard asks about the staff, which I assume means the Gale Force stave, based on when he asked it, which, as Max said in the chat, it's the more it's the artifact specifically for Barrett Monar. Um, yeah. If he was asking about the other staff, from the staff of Opera Optimization, then that's the one that was open. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you you won't find them in with the other artifacts. It's on the Barrett Mornar page or the Barrett Zilkin page. Yeah, it's under the sub-factions. Um, and Tim is asking if anyone else is mad that on the Admiral's new War Scroll, 
um, on the actual physical card. It has a chemist on the back. So I don't it does. It does. It has the artwork of the chemist <laughs> with the green swirly really? thing. Mm. Yeah, it's a chemist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did. It was. It was a bit weird because it's like very old. It's a first edition book artwork. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Huh. Uh, it's not in the current book. No. I mean, normally the the War Scroll cards, the artwork on the back is generic, but it's the same artwork for every War Scroll card in, in a yeah, pack. Yeah, but this one's different from the War Scrolls yeah. that you could buy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah which is also a bit random. But, uh, oh well. Um, um, okay, and then I wanted to ask a question, but I just wanted to cover those things quickly, which is more of a generic question for everyone, really, which is I've noticed a lot recently everyone seems to say oh i play cowdron overlords differently to everyone else and then they start <laughs> saying um yeah, well and then they sort of say that basically i don't try an alpha strike but in a roundabout way they will say i'm oh, more like you mentioned the word you used a minute ago phil was being patient yeah and then i've, I've noticed other people basically saying similar things but you know, not necessarily in the same terms. So they're not like the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. special, everyone's a special snowflake, but is it? Absolutely. I mean, do we do we think that the way Ko needs to play does need to be a bit more patient, a bit more restrained? Yes. yes. Yeah, so this is this is something I have also noticed when people see Ko and they see oh, Ironclad and low drop, they automatically assume oh, it's a strong alpha. And that's what it used to be when the book came out in 2020, second edition uh, Age of Sigma. It was, you know, give away the first turn, go in, double turn, the game's over. Yeah. Lightning Vortex, boom, 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 everyone's dead. Um, I don't think that's accurate anymore because A, to be able to alpha, like, really alpha you want to get the 12 inch guns in range which yeah. you struggle unless you play itself in low drop but and and even then you know there are screens people know how to screen they can hide people behind buildings or terrain and and then you're open for for a, a double turn against yourself um so i think people need to yeah Dave, the thing with ko has always been they're very fragile if you make a mistake, if you start losing a boat, then the game's almost over. You know, it, not a gun holder, but if you lose an ironclad, uh, it's very hard because a you run out of units very quickly to score objectives. I have so many games where the last three rounds I played with you know two ships and a hero or two heroes, and it's yeah, it's still more than half of my army, but I just struggle physically to <laughs> to contest objectives and. Um, so we have also seen Jeremy say this. Play, wait, wait a bit. You know, you can shoot mm -hmm. 30 inches with an ironclad. Yeah. 36 with oh. a gun holder. Uh, why are you running forward into the middle then where you struggle to screen your boats and so on? Mm -hmm. So wait to like start shooting screens, start shooting their scoring units, maybe their support heroes, and then you go in for, for the kill. Um, I've done that recently at a tournament. As you know, it was the night before the tournament. We did a little test game. 
I just shot off uh, whatever the the witch on the on the chariot is called, the blood cauldron thingy. Hmm. Just mm -hmm. you know, yeah. two ironclads shooting their two rend six damage shots, and then a gun holder doing three mortals, uh, and and that almost killed it, like turn one, oh. with me being way out of threat range for the bloodstalkers or Morafi or what else. Yeah. And I'm in, in one corner, you know, I'm over there shooting you. Like, you're not going to send anything over there. Why would you? So I'm not, you're not threatening me, but I'm still threatening you. So that's yeah. pretty, that's what, maybe what people keep to keep forgetting that they have those yep. long range options. Yeah. The you're not shooting your, you're not shooting your, your carbines. Okay. Well, but, but you're, you still have your ankle. Yeah. Yep. I, I guess a helpful way to look at it is you're only getting maybe 50 percent of your damage output maybe less but in the next turn in the game which is your opponent's turn they're getting zero percent yep so you're winning it's even you know all out attack you shoot the hero it's a three up two up <laughs> assuming he has lookout sir so you know roll a three and a two and the two rend will go through and it's six damage flat and he's dead. yeah so, you know, just need a, little, a little bit of luck rolling up three or uh, getting a five or a six, uh, the drill cannon feels really yeah. swell. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I would say the name of the game for KO right now is patience and uh, picking the right time to strike. And it's completely fine if you're just blasting off screens. And also, I feel like we're an army now that is going to lose early and you're going to feel like you're losing the game early. But then like mid game, like rounds three and four is when you can start bullying your opponent a bit more. And then you just you start going off on points and objectives and control, and then you come from behind and win. Uh, that was that was every game in Boise for me was come, trying to come from behind and win, and I was successful four or five times. <laughs> um, and even what with I, Minar, a bit of that was true too. What I feel helps a lot is battle tactics. Like yeah, we can. I try to build lists where I can make sure I can easily score five or six battle tactics yep you know there's I've the two, the two from tactic. the white wharf which you can score the bombing one i actually did once and that wasn't wow. just a hail mary last <laughs> last turn when you're like okay i'm gonna teleport the gun holder over here there's a brute with one or two wounds <laughs> then i need to make a make a nine inch charge i made the charge now i'm gonna need to roll a four up i, I rolled a four up now i need to do more than two most ones and did three so like that was what well, the game was already lost so just i'm gonna try this and I actually <laughs> um but so you have the you know the easy ones pick free yeah. units if they're garrisoned hallelujah thank you for thank you for coming to my ted talk and yeah and the other one is just like put to, put those three in your opponent's territory next turn you have parts your enemy lines because they're already there uh you can always do an uh eye for an eye easily you know kill a unit shoot something if you if you had something uh, killed yeah, blast you can easily do an against the odds like the first turns yeah yeah pick their arcnauts they're gonna stand on the objective or um, a gun hauler yeah so that's you know that's already five you can do a desecrate fly a ship over to their yep terrain piece or uh, something over there so it's you know that those are super easy without it really interacting with your opponent and that keeps us in the game because you're gonna score one point for owning an objective usually your home objective there's some arcnauts yep. sitting there you're going to score two for battle tactics. Maybe you even have a second 
objective depending on the on the battle plan so you score one you score two you score your four points and mostly most battle blocks the best the opponent can do is five points yeah one two more and his bomb so you always you you're only behind by one point for the first three four turns and then in the end you can strike you can deny his strategy so the games i won i didn't win too big you know 20 zero was is if you table your opponent but usually it's something like a 16-4 a 15-5 yeah because the, the difference is just not there yeah. uh, especially if it's daughters who have their auto auto score strategies yeah. and <laughs> battle tactics um but yeah so that's um so that's i think that's a way to play it now play yeah. for battle tactics because they're super easy with co um and then try to not like commit too much immediately and, unless you, you, know, you see an opening say i can kill him right and then don't yeah. feel like you have to like sacrifice stuff for objectives early like don't feel like oh i have to put these arcanauts in a really bad position so i get this extra victory point it's like no no like just wait just be patient like you're you're mm -hmm. gonna get one for one and your battle tactic and it's gonna be okay because you know you'll still have those units around for when it matters later mm -hmm. um the only time I would say that isn't true if you have top of one for like uh, Prize of Galette or like uh, Realmstone Cash, where it's like, mm. okay, maybe stick like 10 Arcanauts, they'll die, but you'll get one for one and one for more. Yeah. And like yeah. that's that's relevant at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I think it's just patience and then not falling for the trap of like, I'm falling behind. I need to do dumb stuff to catch up. And it's like, no, mm. just be patient blast stuff off the board and then yeah. um, deny battle know. tactics that's yep. worth more than scoring an extra extra objective that's another really good point is it's like i call it multi lines of play like not only are you trying to get your battle tactics but you need to also think about what your opponent's trying to do and so like you can easily screen out a desecrate their lands right like you can just mm -hmm. stick back some boats and they can't get to it uh you could so always pay attention to what your opponent's picking and then start going down the list and seeing what you can deny later. It's something I'm working on because then you're kind of giving yourself extra victory points. You're rewarding yourself with that kind of foresight by denying your opponent and making it easier for you to win later. It's, yeah, it's kill, a lot of kill, like management. Kill that but... one unit so you cannot score the yep. gaining momentum. I don't know, whatever it is. Or, you know, my brother, like I said, plays Sylvanet and. Uh, he can teleport in my back territory. So I just make sure I, I have something back there so he doesn't just get the free barge through. Mm. Um, which he does every game because I always forget to do that. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, I will stop it from that. Yeah, same same with, for example, what's the battle plan with the eight objectives? Um, oh, silk, 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 silk something nests. Uh, silk seal nests. That's yeah, it. Yeah, like that. So, yeah, there's eight objectives. You only need two to score your one and two. Yep. To stay yep. in the game. Like, you can, and you can teleport. So, you always, like, make sure you have two and battle tactics. And that keeps you in the game. And then he will, yeah. he, he needs to commit because there's a lot of objectives. Um, and then you can start maybe burn. Yeah, through the burning, they can get an extra four. Remember, you can't fly high onto an objective and burn it because you have yep. to stay within one inch yes. off. 
That is, that is something I learned. Frustrating. Yes, it's is incredibly a, it is frustrating. Thing, yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. Yeah, but, um, Matt Matt B was kind enough to let me know that in our, cool. <laughs> in our game. He's like, remember, you can't do that. I was like, oh yeah, right, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know, that's as I said, one two battle tactic. That's four points yeah. out of the five or six in this case. Yep. So yeah, it keeps you in the game, and then you start picking off units. Exactly that. Cool. Uh, okay, so let's uh, move on. Back to... on track. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this should look somewhat familiar uh, because mm -hmm. it's very similar to uh, Jeremy's list, except for I have two navigators and Aruna Petrification, so I didn't just completely copy off of Jeremy, but I essentially <laughs> copied off of Jeremy. Um, well, the list guys do not steal. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, you, I, can, I, you I just, just say Baron on their just thieves, so... <laughs> it's, it's narrative. Uh, you know, it's, it's like... Uh, it's the Jeremy Light version. It's funny, I got in Boise uh, the best overall KO. Uh, one, because I was the only KO player. But I swear, I, when when they handed that to me, I thought Jeremy was gonna come up from behind me, be like, "Thank you," and just take it from me. Because <laughs> let's be real, like he has every Jeremy, you have every right to this. I know you didn't play KO in that tournament, but let's be real, I was not the best KO player there. Uh, Kyle was there too, and uh, Beards of Glory, as you all know him, uh, and you know he also has rights to that, I think. But anyway, it's mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was this by far was. I think one of my absolute favorite lists I've ever piloted. It's super fun. You have all 30 arcs in the ships. You have two gun haulers and you have your ironclad of the heroes in it. And it makes deployment really easy, which I feel like most people will mess up their deployment. And that's like a big issue anyway. So it kind of removes a lot of thinking with deployment, which I always appreciate. Um, and also another thing I was going to mention uh, when you play patiently and you're not going for the alpha, your opponent doesn't know that. So they're they're positioning themselves to counter an alpha usually, or at least screen you out. So they're spreading themselves a bit thin. And that's something you can take advantage of um, as a result. But yeah, so I have Voidstone Orb on here. I have Rune of Petrification, which for those that aren't familiar, that is the Lumineth Realm Lord. Mm. Um, endless spell. It functionally works like a light. Yeah, it's it's the, the budget warp lightning vortex. Like, <laughs> Mom, can we get warp lightning vortex? We have warp lightning vortex at home, and it's like the warp lightning vortex at home. It's the ring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the ugliest endless spell model they ever designed. But... I I like Whoa. mine. I I, I, I will... It's so bad. I think it's it cool looking. Weird I disagree. Stone. That's a hot take. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, have you, you seen some of those goblin ones? Oh, yeah. the Algolian ones. Oh. Okay, the spiders are bad. The <laughs> spiders just, are it's bad. It's just a printed spider thing. It's a printed but, uh, spider. The mushroom yeah. is awesome. It's a little, a little nuke. Blast. Yeah, but <clears throat> I would just spray paint the spiders if I ever use scuttle tide. I would just spray. I wouldn't even bother. Um, I would put as much effort as Genius Games Workshop put into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Games Workshop. I'm a big fan. Otherwise. Um, for when you're announcing the new KO book, you know, think mm -hmm. of me to review it. I'd be happy to. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I have the Voidstone Orb. I, I do have Rune of Pet Petrification in this. 
Um, and yeah, the whole strategy with this list is patience. You have all your boats. Uh, if you get top of one, you find screens, something to shoot off that, that doesn't put you in danger. Whatever scary flying unit they have, you root them to the ground. So I'll kind of take you through the five games. Game uh, Turn one was was uh, Jeremy's Night Hunt list. He was the one that got smoking boots. Um, I was able to root a couple of things. Uh, I rooted the Blade Geist, Oleander at one time. Um, you know, that, that really worked well for me. Uh, game two against... Uh, uh, Tom's list. He was my only loss. He had Aether Wings to 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 root, but obviously that didn't matter. <laughs> and then uh, turn or round three was uh, Fire Slayers, who had absolutely no flying whatsoever. So I was like, okay, oh. so <laughs> double navigator less good here. Uh, but oh, round four was Soul Blight. I got gold against Fire. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, yes, he was. That's correct. Uh, oh. He had Trek. And I was very tempted to fly high next to Gotrek, turn off his <laughs> ward, and just blast him out. But I didn't need to because I just had to, I kept just, you know, uh, dodging Gotrek. It didn't matter. So I ended up killing off his Hearthguard Berserkers, but I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second. Um, Manfred got double sixed on the Navigators. So that was actually <laughs> kind of fun. Not only did I root him to the ground, but like he had to actually heal him up. So that felt good. And then uh, against. Uh, Matt Barker's uh, Nurgle list, it was the Lord of Affliction who did absolutely nothing the entire game because he was just rooted to the ground the mm. entire game, which felt so good because that Lord of Affliction is terrifying. And to just say, you know what, you don't get to play with him felt, you know, like a pretty strong advantage for me. Um, this list slapped. It was so fun. Uh, I used the Admiral ability every game because uh, I was smart and remembered it. Uh, I shot Oleander off the board, turn one, or no, turn three. <laughs> turn one, I shot that 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 uh, autocast purple sun guy <laughs> off the board. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. Uh, so yeah, you can kind of either take take the top one to eliminate a, a scary threat, or or just play the the patient game and let you know. There's several times where I would have gotten the double turn, but I I correctly identified my opponent can do anything to me, so I just gave him the turn and uh you know waited much later where the double turn was more impactful to take um let's see sorry guys i gotta head off but it's been really, it's been really great having you on phil thank you it was good talking to you Kron. yeah Thanks, same Context, i didn't hear what you said properly earlier have you got a tournament or oh Yes, a little tournament, um, where a practice tournament for a bigger one next week, where we're gonna I'm gonna try out two ironclads and Zilfin with a with a warp lightning vortex. So should oh, be fun. Sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks for joining. Um, and obviously, you know, if you win the tournament, maybe we'll invite you on the show. Who knows? Oh wow, <laughs> I'd love to be on Aethercast. Ah, <laughs> oh, be the greatest to be on Aethercast. Okay, that's how I actually feel. So rude. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Yeah. See you, everybody. Such a pleasure. Bye. Yeah. So, you know, this list just really wants patience. Like, you're firing. I There's several times where I fired my 30-inch shots and my drill cannons and just said, you know, go ahead. And, you know, again, rooting 
the big scary threats into the ground with the Aetherstorm was very effective the entire tournament. Um, Voidstone Orb actually, I mean, the reason I brought it was to get rid of Purple Suns, and I only had one Purple Sun I faced against. Mm -hmm. uh, so really, turning off Mystic Shield on something I wanted to, to shoot felt pretty good. Um, oh, I really like Voidstone Orb right now. It's super important to have. Um, I think my favorite match, though, was, was finally winning against Soulblight Gravelords. And I was like hemming and hawing on how to do that. And I, Jeremy was at the tournament. So I was like, Jeremy, what would you do against this list? And he looked at me rather matter-of-factly and was like, shoot the zombies. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's how we did it. Uh, you know, it was one of those, those funny things where it's like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to pick off the heroes. And, this, and I'm like thinking this really complicated way to like win. And Jeremy's just like, shoot out the zombies, dude. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this list is super fun. I, I'm, I am thinking about cutting a gun hauler and adding Sky Wardens so I could mm -hmm. then fit, uh, the actual Warp Lightning Vortex, not just the rune. Um, mm -hmm. it would still be a three drop. Uh, I really like Warp Lightning Vortex. It can dump mortal wounds on something, and it, I think it's a little bit more pressury than the rune. Um, but it's costed that way too, right? So like for 40 more points, like on sixes, you know, I can roll D6 mortals. Like that feels fairly relevant and it's a bigger footprint, right? Um, there's not much, because you've already covered this list you know, ad nauseum with Jeremy. There's not much to say other than, you know, I think two navigators is where we want to be. I think Voidstone Orb is really good right now because you don't want your, you know, Ironclad to get popped by a purple sun. Um, and this list gives you a ton of ability to gain battle tactics. Like the two frigates in your opponent's territory is barge through enemy lines with the extra VP for Galatian veterans. Like that's pretty good. Um, I hope that's how that works. Cause if not, I'm a big cheater. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that's how that side. works. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I confidently <laughs> told my opponents that I was like, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Um, it would be enough just to have the frigates in Zilfin, yeah. Ah, uh, no, no, yeah. no, never mind, they're not... They're no, not because they're not Galatian. Drop down. No, no, drop down. Um, no, but yeah, this list was really fun to play, um, and it, thematically speaking, if you want to get a, a really thematic KO list that also just happens to be good, you can't, you can't do worse than five ships, you know? Um, mm. And then what, where this list really shines is just you can center you're shooting on one specific target and just say, you know what? I'm probably going to take it out. Um, I really liked this list. Boise was such a fun tournament. Uh, it was really nice to meet, you know, Beards of Glory in person and Matt in person and, and seeing Jeremy again. Um, we have to get you all out to the States sometime for a tournament. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad enough. It's Matt pestering us about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know, not much to say about this list. It, it was fun to uh, destroy Alrak the Drenner on an 11-inch charge with uh, the Battle Ram. Like, mm. That felt fun. <laughs> That's risky, because uh, he slaps back. Hard. Yeah, he does, but, you know, I, uh, I, I figured why not. <laughs> I was able to do it. Um. I just had a blast with this, and I, I I'd recommend if someone was starting out KO, like maybe maybe hold off on this list just because there's a lot of like 
thinking involved with it, but definitely something to work towards because uh, it's super fun and there's nothing like having five boats like out there and just just kind of doing your KO thing. Like this is probably if if I do something else for ECO, like I said, to probably be cutting the sky uh, the gun hauler for a sky warden. I think that's a reasonable change. Uh, or I'm gonna go crazy and, and try my Barak Nar list or a Barak Zon list and just keep going with the Skyport theme. And maybe I'll just have a grand tournament with each Skyport. I will lose terribly if Urbaz, but that's okay. I'm, I'm calling it now on Aethercast. The new book is gonna make Urbaz our best Skyport. I, I just, I think, I think it's gonna happen. I think they they pick randomly. Like Kermdar was really good in the second edition mm-hmm. book, and now it's terrible. I think Urbaz is going to be it. I think we're going to have Market City. <laughs> uh, I think it depends when we're getting the book, because if it's soon ish, then it, I think it'll be more now because that seems to be their narrative favorite at the moment, and they've been yeah. building it up as like, oh, they went away to the shadow. Yeah, but place but and... but narrative is not good. Being the narrative dudes is, or the poster boy is never good. Look at yeah. Barknar. They're shit. Yeah. And everyone's all the heroes. Well, they're Barknar. not the poster boys anymore, are they? Because they got, after the, um, what can we call it? The Necroquake. They, they yeah. weren't the best Skyport anymore. So. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, in the new narrative, like Mornar, they're, they're the guys that don't want to follow um, Grugni. Yeah. and so on yeah so i don't know if they they'll choose them mm-hmm. um, now now I, uh, the skyports they just give you like one rule like sub factions they just give you one one rule yeah like i guess yeah nar might even be like oh uh thunder is our battle line mm-hmm. that's it yeah urbas awesome. is our battle line sailfin oh. um i don't know you always auto run six like it's just yeah. gonna be the one thing, yeah. And then you can mix and match with amendments, footnotes, and, and so on. Yeah, I think it'd be cool as a command ability to just have the hero phase fly. Like you can do it one chip again. I mean, it'd be powerful, but oh, that could be... be that could be an admiral trait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's only yeah. a trait for the admiral that's very similar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. that's a good idea. So it could be that and. Yeah, we'll we'll probably see some, mm-hmm. hopefully some changes to gold because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like, like to see the way it's mm-hmm. uh, like it was very inno- innovative at the beginning, but then everyone got their little resource like Eva Quartz mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God knows what. And Eva Quartz is arguably better. It's so much know. better. Well, because the rules like are not rooted inside a, a publication yeah. that now changes every half a year. Yeah, like oh. we had six firms, then we went to three, then we changed them. Then we got yeah. a couple of more from a book, but then some don't, and now it's just, you know, plus one to mm-hmm. wound and battle shock immunity, basically. Yeah, I agree. It's it was, like rerolling saves was so much better. It was so much better. Reroll all hits, reroll all saves. Just way I, better. I reckon they will keep the, the A for gold. And yeah, I they'll keep it, but we'll do something. Each else, faction will get a special A for gold triumph. Oh, that'd be cool. What if they did like oh, the tower? Then you'll like then this... you'll have like one good one and five shit ones. Maybe. You'll have one good skyport and five. Yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> um, I would like to see. Do, so. 
like trading lanes or something, whether this is in Path to Glory or like an actual sub faction ability or faction ability. Like, you know, Tau has the diplomacy thing in 40k. I don't know how it works. I just uh, know they're doing something with diplomacy. It'd be cool to see KO as like really like leaning forward if they're like trade routes and you would get some sort of bonuses depending on who you're trading with. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun to explore, even if it's in Path to Glory. Um, that would make me want to play Path to Glory. Right now, I have Fire Slayers in Path to Glory, and it's just just okay. I, it's really hard for me to summon up the will to paint Nate. <laughs> Sorry? No, I was going to say, the way they try and trick people into pay, uh, playing Path to Glory is where they put it in the book. Yeah. You have, to, you have to flip past it. And like, Ooh, what's this? Yeah, yeah nice. exactly. In the middle of the rules. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know uh, this is you know, going back to this list. I think this list speaks for itself. It's really good, um, and something I'm looking forward to to figuring out in the next coming tournaments. Like, is this what I take? Am I gonna try something different? Am I gonna go into a different skyboard again? I, I always would just say keep list building. It's fun, you know. Uh, it's possible to 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 just make up something new and, and have it work. You know, that Barak Thring list is a great example of that. Um, and just have fun with it, because that's like the whole point of Warhammer is like building like really fun lists and figuring it out. I've got a couple of questions actually about the list. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, cause you said it's basically the same with Jeremy, as Jeremy, but there are a couple of differences. Mm -hmm. Because he only has one battle regiment and only yeah. one navigator. So, I mean, I guess we know why you have the double navigator. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't need to ask why there. Obviously, the, the spells are different because you've spent points on the extra navigator. Mm -hmm. And the extra battle regiment is kind of because he can't. Because, can he? Yes, because yeah, we don't need to do. So he could back double battle regiment if he wanted. Um, but, I mean... Do you feel like you, because you've got four heroes? Do you, uh, Max mentioned this in we have like a link cast uh, Facebook Messenger group uh, when we, where we found the show. Max, you mentioned this like, would you consider taking command entourage? Oh, for the flare pistol, flare pistol, or something else? That's a good question. I like flare pistol. It, it would just. I would be nervous that I would constantly have to go first all the time. But I don't even know, like Max said I, in, in, in the chat, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because I could just outrange my opponent and just, you know, try to go for a double turn later, which is more or less what I'm doing anyway. So I almost wonder if it is worth just going the extra drops. It'd be, what, six drops uh, instead uh, of three. This list, yeah, six. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then I would get, you know, re-rolling hits, and that... Seems great. Um, yeah, I guess uh, you could potentially make it double ironclad, which would be, instead of the two frigates. Yeah, then yeah. it's five drops. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Mostly because I would have to paint an ironclad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I mean, like, definitely not going to do it for a tournament in a couple of weeks. I mean, <laughs> watch me, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I like the frigates mostly because they're, they're flexible. Um, mm -hmm. 
you're absolutely correct. They don't do obviously as much damage as an ironclad does, but uh and again i don't i don't know if i'm talking myself out of this because i don't want to paint an ironclad so please everyone take this with a grain of salt but it, it would be interesting um yeah if you I, if you put an ironclad in this you're basically playing the list i i played the last gt oh okay uh where i had same heroes i had the purple sun instead of the rune no frigates, but the ironclad, and I had one gun holder in three hundred rigs instead of two gun holders. Yeah, perfect. And that worked pretty well, except the sun wasn't worth it. Yeah, this. I don't know how I feel about the sun in spell in the bottle, uh, but it's. I guess it's good in Zilfin where you can actually control, like, and get it in range. What you want? I actually now I'm thinking like, what if I put an arcane <laughs> tome on the admiral and then got like a horror ghast in there? Like that's my my current list. I put the I like horror ghast a lot. Arcane tome on um, the chemist and the horror ghast because then you can start shooting single units on the old yeah running. and doing chip damage. My only thing is I I just don't have good luck on magic rolls and <laughs> I'm like, does that should it actually factor in? It, it's it shouldn't because mm. it's anecdotal, but like. Yeah, I think I could keep the rune, which is 40 points, and then I could get the horror gas, which is also 40, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. I I would essentially cut a gun hauler, add three sky wardens, and then have the rune and horror gas with the admiral, with the arcane tome. And then the admiral can choose between buffing the ironclad mystic shield when I actually roll a five, uh, or throwing out the horror gas. That might be, that might actually be mm. really good. Maybe. You would need to put some artifact on the chemist if you want to keep collector. Oh, well, it would have spell in the bottle for rune of petrification. I'm saying instead of the, the flare gun, I would put an arcane tome on the admiral. So it would be a six drop list. And add, an, add the horror ghost on top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So two endless spells. Okay. Because uh, I would have two casters. Well, I would have one caster and one spell. Sure. To drop the gun hauler down to something like Sky Wardens to get the extra points for the yeah, 50 points. 50 points, and then you're at uh, 1985. Mm -hmm. I think that might be. Um, I'm gonna yeah. look at that. I love. Yeah. I love the idea of horror gas. So the horror gas probably... is awesome. It's one of the better endless spells, I think. Uh, what will probably happen, though, is I'll cast Horgast on, like, a 6 or a 7, and then my opponent will just dispel it, and it'll be completely mm -hmm. irrelevant the entire tournament. But ideally, on paper, like, if I'm playing against a Destruction Army, you know, or something the thing, like that. The thing is, you can you can put the whoever it is casting it, let's say it's the uh, Admiral with Arkintome, mm -hmm. you can sit him behind the ship out of 30 inches, for un unbinds, cast it. That thing has a within 30 inch threat range. Because you, know, you, I think it set it up in in 12 and it moves eight, or set it up in eight and moves 12, one of the two. Uh, oh, okay. And then it has everything within 12 inches radius oh. plus the base size. Because the, the GHB actually says within, not wholly within. Uh, the app says wholly within. Um, so. You can throw it out, and then you know because of uh, FAQ, get in the ship, fly high. 
Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So okay, can do that so one. that seems so. way better than what I was going to try to do. <laughs> so that's one thing. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's it's tagging all his screens, and then you start, like, one shot in, the, uh, shooting out one the shot in there, and then yeah. Yeah. kill five models in this screen, kill five models over there, and then they say all start running. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a bit of a tangent, but how I only I don't use this spell bottle anymore, but just the Yarkin Tome on the chemist, uh, because I have an incarnate and it gives him another plus one to mm. cast. Yeah. So if you have an arcane terrain, you know it's plus oh, two. Oh yeah. Uh, if he's within range, and then yeah, people want to kill the chemist. Like, please kill him. Yeah. Make my incarnate <laughs> wild. Make him run in charge. <laughs> like, do it, do it, please. Because <laughs> he's, he's there's nothing else he does for the list except uh, you know arcane tome. That is interesting. I, I'm always very high in Arcane Tome until I actually play with it, and then I'm like, wow, this is... <laughs> and I think it's just yeah, it's, you know, it's an extra unbind. It's So you can potentially have three, three unbinds with a heroic willpower in the Admiral, the Tome, and then the Navigator, obviously. Um, so yeah, it, is, it gives you some options. If it's on the admiral, I could even do flaming weapon in a pinch. You yeah. know, like I don't know if I'll. Ever that, that's the other. Yeah, if you if you have it on the admiral, absolutely flaming weapon, damage four, attacks, combined with the battle ram ironclad. I mean, yeah, seems good to me. Kill, kill right. people. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that's something I'll have to consider for this next tournament. Uh, is maybe oh. that's what I'll end up doing. Although I really like warp lightning vortex. Although I will say the rune of petrification is easier to place. Like, mm -hmm. it just is. Like, I don't have to, like, spend half an hour, like, figuring out 777 away. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. is, is, there's an, there is a weird advantage to just, you know, you can kind of not think as much and place it in a good position as opposed to, like, you know, where do these stupid things need to go? I don't know. That's something I have to think about. If you, if you go back to what we were saying about being patient and the way KO needs to play, if you're wasting, a fair amount of time placing one in the spell. Like, <laughs> you do need to, if you've got to play a strategy where you need to ha play all five turns to win the game, you don't want things that take up very large amounts of time and risk that not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you have five models to move. It's not, yeah. it's not, doesn't <laughs> take that much time. Yeah. I mean, generally, generally, you're not moving you know, 60 Sentinels in Shining Company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But generally speaking, in a KO list, if you've got warp lightning vortex, it can take. It a does. Of but there's, time. you know, make a tool, make a little yeah. uh, cutout of cardboard, yeah. something, you know. Yeah, something. I agree. Yeah, well, this that certainly uh, gives me a lot to think about for this next tournament. It will probably end up being custom, but you know, uh, mm. I don't want to talk about Kyle's list because he's not here. But there's a Zon list out there that looks really fun to play. Um, I mean, we've been talking in, in the Aethercast chat about a Barak Nar list. I eventually want Nar to work. I don't know how to how to make it work at the moment. Wait uh, for a new probably book. wait for the new book. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then Urbaz. It's just so bad. I mean, no, Urbaz I think you can make it work and you can do well with it. But what you would do is you will play a list that is technically probably just better than another's guide. You wanna you wanna play Nar? Yeah, cool. Fifteen Thunderers. But then you need the Zilfin hero phase move to actually get them. Yeah, you know, well, and then as we they're Galatian Vets then. So they just... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They just explode. No, just so <laughs> bad. 
Spark. Oh. <laughs> then you have the oh, you get all the CP you want. Turn one. Oh, first, yeah. What the hell am I doing with all these CP turn one? And it's because mm -hmm. they they wrote it for the old edition. I'm surprised yeah, they yeah, didn't of they course, it. of course. But no, it's no a bummer. Cares. Cause no one, no one cares anyway. exactly because no one plays NAR. The only thing is, yeah, yeah, you can have Brock and give reroll charges to everyone. Yeah. Why? Why? Who is charging? Why? Like thunderers? Like yeah, no. no. You can make it a foot a foot army of Endrin masters. I don't know. Something like yeah. That. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, Nars in a weird spot, and so is Urbaz. But we'll we'll get there eventually. You'll we'll have we'll have me on again someday, and I'll be like, here's my Urbaz list. Urbaz is five. Urbaz is just. Uh, because you don't have a, a tax artifact. That's the main yeah. reason, I think. And that's yeah. now the, the main reason is to play custom, is because I you mean, don't have the tax artifact. Yeah, extra gold is good. I mean, you're using extra gold in this custom sky list because that is a good thing to have. Yeah, it is, it is. But uh, that's why I also play custom with extra gold, but I don't play yeah. the spend the shares strategy. Yeah, because if no. you if you get the extra free gold, and you have a and you have a triumph, so you have yeah one ironclad with two golds, one with three. Mm -hmm. Um, like I only have five turns of shooting to spend those gold with an ironclad. I have, and then I still uh, have all the gold on the heroes and and and, and whatnot and arcnots. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, I, I struggle to spend the gold. I have fake charged with Arknots to spend the gold. I've been like, okay, I'm charging, and then I make the charge, but it's great. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spend that gold to reroll that charge. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I have to spend the gold. Yeah. So it's <laughs> also if you, the more units you have, the more heroes you have, the more you struggle to spend all that gold. Yep. Because you can they can spend in a hero phase, some of them, and shooting phase. But the shooting phase, I don't want to spend gold on an admiral. Like, I want to spend it on the ironclad. <laughs> uh, the so, Admiral is actually one of the hardest ones to spend the gold for. Yeah. Because he doesn't it's have really difficult. Shoot, Shooting is the, the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, it's yeah. interesting. No. I mean, he could use it in combat. Oh, no, he no. could use it in combat, but. He could. Mm -hmm. You need to get him in combat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting with this custom Skyport. One, one thing I, I just re uh, remembered was. Yeah, as you see, it's 1995 points. If we didn't get those point reductions in the GHB, this would have been an illegal list. And yeah. so uh, mm. just sort of the impact on having arcs and the navigators, Some, I think some of our best units actually reduced in points, uh, was pretty big for us. So between the new GHB, the point drops, the FAQ, and now the Admiral change, we've actually had a lot change for KO, and it's starting to... Uh, I guess we're reaping the rewards of that as we're seeing a lot of different KO lists being rather successful. Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have a points thing. drop on the ironclad, to be honest. Yeah, Make the or, I, or the Thunders would be nice to, to actually Yeah, absolutely, because Thunders are overpriced. Yeah. Um, I agree there's a lot of changes, but I don't think the points drops and some changes are what make KO good now. But it's the meta where KO play into. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, yeah, safe stacking is still a thing. You could use the sun. I don't think the sun is the big impact. Um, but it's people are going higher drops because of bounty hunters and conquerors. Oh. So low drops is good. Their the bounty the hunters hunters. are not doing anything if, Against you, us. if you shoot them because yeah. you're not engaging with them. 
and the expert they're scoring the objective anyway with two models or 10 models or 30 yeah. models because i need to remove the models before i actually get onto it yep. um so uh, that, that that doesn't benefit them and um as you said lee battle tactics are fairly easier now they were horribly hard like monsters takeover i can't do that um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't get the extra point for killing something with a monster. Um, right. You can't I don't even have wrong a monster. with three monsters um, to get an extra, to do it and get an extra yeah, point. Yeah, get the extra point running three monsters. I don't have one monster. Oh. Um, like all, all these all these things. Get a monster in, in the enemy there. Like all those bonus stuff oh. was just not available to us it was really like I keep your wizards alive keep your priests alive keep your monsters yeah. alive like i can't do anything of this the one <laughs> i can do is start collecting terrain pieces like that's what you yeah. could do which was bad enough um so yeah i think that's you know i think in three tournaments now i've yet to drop a grand strategy or a battle tactic and so that's how impactful they've become absolutely um and it, absolutely. it's definitely easier for us so yeah i think ko's in a good spot right now like i don't think we're running away with the meta by any means but at the same time like it's enjoyable to play and i can i can feel pretty confident in my matchups yeah, yeah. last gt i scored 18 out of 20 battle tactics nice yeah it's exactly just, because as i said they're pretty easy compared to other armies okay. yep yeah cool all right do you uh, have right. another list I don't think no. so. I think that's it. Uh, okay. you know, yeah. I think yeah, I think that is it. Yeah. We were I we could have had maybe another slide for what I was doing in ECO, but I don't even know yet. And basically what we just talked about was probably what I'll be end up doing yeah. is dropping a gun hauler for a sky wardens. Yeah, I started then, yeah. doing a, 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 a slide for it earlier and then I realized it's basically the same slide, but you know, yeah. take off a gun hauler and add sky <laughs> And then I was like, but then what if what then we're talking about the flare pistol thing? It's like, do I have to do multiple variations? Like, no, it's leapless. No, no need. We'll talk about it. Mm. We'll just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six drops might be right. I definitely can't wait to talk to you all more about that. Mm. I think the Horgast might be really interesting. I might be overvaluing the Horgast, but it looks fun. It's a good tool to have. Uh, to give you an example, I shot my long range shots into six long strikes. I killed three of, of them. The Horogus was nearly all around. Oh, you know, well, there you go. Yeah, you get lucky. I mean, he, he rolled the five on his battle shock and off and the then go. And you had D3, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you had the oh. D3. And so, um, like, if not, he would have maybe rallied one back and shot back with four of them, so. People are surprisingly uh, reliant on Battleshock Community. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know where it's really good? Where Battleshock Community really screwed me is uh, Iron Jaws, where the Maw Crusher mm. just hands it to free units. <laughs> yeah. If you have a horror gas there, like, no, all those brutes no, are going to start running. All the pigs mm -hmm. are going to start running. You know, that's pretty. That might be worth it. Though. And it. It'd be pretty easy for me to, because we just bought a Horgast. My brother and I share a lot of our endless spells and models in general. We just got a oh, Horgast. Mm. It'd be pretty easy to paint up. It is. It mm. is. I, did I got a, some hex rays. Right? Not even here. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a question of how do you make a KO Horgast? 
Yeah, oh, so uh, my Warp Lightning Vortex is my KO colors with a uh, gold tip, so it's in my scheme. I don't know how I do that. Maybe it would be very similar to that, but I'll use some that contrast paint, though. You can That's put, like, fun. 3D print a big Brock head <laughs> on a cloud. Oh. <laughs> that would be oh. cool, actually. <laughs> like some, Brock like, scary dwarf face. Oh, now I need to do it. I need to get someone to find a file of Brock's head, make it bigger and pretty print it. There are some places that do like dwarven head ruins. Maybe you do there that are quite big because they're like statues. Yeah. Dwarven heads. Mm. Um, it needs to be like a ghost head. I'm yeah. sure there's some ghost dwarf file somewhere. Yeah. Just to enlarge them a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to take a look for that and do a little custom <laughs> horror ghast. Mm. I mean, I have the original one from my Soul Blade Army, so I just used that. But... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. You just put cogs on it, it's fine. Cogs on exactly yeah. like a dwarfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. guys. Yeah. All right. I think we covered everything. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Phil, for coming on the show. My pleasure. Yeah, Anytime. Happened. Truly. Um, yeah, we'll continue the chat in, in, in our in our chat group um thanks for everyone that watched thanks to you max for helping chat to phil and to cron as well good luck to cron in his uh, yeah. tournament uh if you like the show please hit like please subscribe for future ko and uh age of sigma content and yeah oh that's it i think that's all the stuff <laughs> thanks everyone. all the things yeah <laughs> goodbye bye bye